Cleveland Monsters continue to impress as they have three players named to the AHL All-Star game. Jordan DeMay is going to be out for at least six weeks with uh, three different surgeries, which is concerning. And uh, we finally have at least a little bit of concrete evidence on what is happening with Elvis Mosleykin. That's all coming up today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. No Hayden today. Uh, hopefully, we will both be together again on a podcast soon. But uh, before we jump into things, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and over on YouTube. And uh, I also want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. So download the Sleeper app. Use promo code Locked on NHL. You're going to go up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and, terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So we're doing kind of a, a little bit of a, of a grab bag of, of episodes of sorts. Um, lots of lots of news today. Lots to talk about. So uh, I'll just jump jump right into it, um, and we'll do the most exciting one first because it, that's that's just how I'm doing it. Uh, AHL All Star rosters came out last night, and uh, in addition to two of the monsters who I assumed were going to get a call in Trafix Wolanski and Jet Greaves, they've also announced that Jake Christensen will be going for his second all-star appearance um that's in addition to coach trent Vogelhuber, who will be coaching the north division of the ahl um due to it's it's the same roles as in the nhl the coach who's the coach on the team that is leading that division gets to be the coach with the all-star game which seems fair enough to me um so trent Vogelhuber, coach of the head of the cleveland monsters will be there um and then traffic kolanski jet greaves and jet christensen Fix Wolanski and Greaves with their first all-star nod and uh, Christensen with his second. He was named as um, injury replacement last year. David Juracek was named and then he hurt his knee, I think. So Jake Christensen went instead and uh, he's back this year, which you'll love to see it. Um, in terms of how the team is doing or how these guys are doing, um, Trafix Wolanski has 32 points in 29 games, including 12 assists. Uh He's leading the team, and he is, I think, 10th in league scoring, ninth or 10th in league scoring, something like that. Uh, Jake Christensen, second on the team in scoring right now, sixth among defensemen scoring in the entire league. He's got 24 points in 29 games. And uh, Jake Reeves just, again, continues to impress. Uh, he's got a 9-13 save percentage in 21 games. So far, uh, he is currently 13th in league save percentage, but he's leading the way. He's got 17 wins, uh, has played more than all but two other goalies in Dustin Wolf and Matt Villalta, both named to the All-Star game, by the way. Uh, and he has the third most saves in the AHL right now. So he's been getting a lot of work. He's been getting rewarded for it. And uh, again, like, it's just... He's the guy that I'm most pleased for, I think, 
Um, I expected Fixolansky to get named. Uh, Jake Christensen is a pleasant surprise, but Jack Reeves has been excellent for the Monsters this season and in the NHL as well. He obviously he had those two NHL games um, in December, I think, uh, and made seventy or something saves. Uh, had a nine thirty four save percentage despite only going one and one. So. Congratulations to Jack Reeves uh, for making the rest of the league take notice. Um, and we're going to talk about some goalie stuff in, in a little bit, but seeing him succeed kind of gives me hope for the future, especially with this instability that we seem to have in the uh, in the goalie world at the minute for the Blue Jackets. Um, like I said, Trevor Zolanski, he was my pick for the Monsters. Um, he's just, he is an all-star. Um, he probably should have been named last year, uh, and I don't believe he was, which is uh, disappointing. Um, no, I don't believe he was named to the All-Star game. I think David Yerichek got the one call from Cleveland because the team was so bad that they only got one player. Um, and then obviously got injured, but uh, Trefix Walensky is Mr. Franchise for the Monsters. Uh, he's leading them in Goals, points, uh, power play goals. Uh, I believe he has tied them. He's tied the franchise record for game-winning goals. He's currently sitting on uh, 171 points in 195 games for the Monsters. Um, he's got two game-winning goals this season already. He's got, thirty, like I said, 32 points in, in 29 games, including 12 goals, 72 goals overall in his AHL career, and his next assist will be his 100th AHL assist. Um, so again, I just, I continue to be so impressed by what Trey Fixwanski does, and uh, I continue to be honestly kind of confused that he is not getting a longer look at the NHL level, especially when you look at the fact that, um, who else are the Blue Jackets going to play? You know, like, if nothing else, this is the year that they can start, you know, screwing around, giving guys good looks. Um, he ha he hasn't had that. Um, I He got called up briefly earlier in the season, um, but uh, he, he got, I think, two two games, maybe, and then got sent back down. Brendan Gaunt, the captain, is up at the minute, and it seems like he's getting a more kind of extended look, which is great for him, but again, is kind of confusing to me. Um, someone who's been watching Trey Fixwalanski play for a few years now and knows what kind of an impact he can have on games if he gets the chance. Um, finally, Jake Christensen, like I said, 24 points in 29 games. He's got 118 points in 178 games. Uh, all of that is with the Monsters, bar nine games for Stockton Heat in the 1920 in the 2019-2020 season uh, where he didn't record a point. Um, he's been getting better and better every single season for the Monsters. He's a guy that has kind of been a victim of bringing in these new defensemen with the um, with the Blue Jackets, with Sieberson and Provorov. Um, he was kind of a dark horse for me to maybe start the season with the Blue Jackets. Um, he got a couple of games when um, Wierenski went out with his latest injury and um, when Gabranson was, I think Gabranson was, was sick and missed a couple of games. So he got the opportunity then. I thought he played well. Um, world's better than Andrew Peak, but for some reason Andrew Peak is still on the roster and Jake Christensen is, is in the minors. So, you know, I'm not going to pretend I know what, what kind of decisions are there. I guess, you know, the argument is, okay, well, Jake Christensen is probably going to get 25 minutes a night down in Cleveland as opposed to 
12 to 15 in the NHL, but I'm still like, I don't know. I like Jake Christensen's game a lot. I'd like to see more of it at the NHL level, but it is what it is. Excited for him to to get named to his second All-Star game. Um, Excitingly, I will be at the AHL All-Star game, hopefully credentialed if I cross cross my fingers right. So uh, bringing lots of Monsters content to you guys there. Um, that's kind of it in terms of uh, Monsters talk. They, like I said, they continue to tear up the North Division. Um, they are, I believe, second in the entire league in the standings right now. Um, yep, 47 points. They are 23-9-1. and one. Uh, a point percentage of seven of point one, a point percentage of seven one two. Uh, they have scored, I think, the third or fourth most goals. Yep, the only teams that have scored more than them is Providence, Texas, and Hershey. Um, but they're getting it done in the other end of the ice as well. They've only allowed one hundred and three goals, which is uh, kind of in the bottom half of the league, but is good enough to do what they're doing. They're basically outscoring their opponents right now. Jack Graves is helping them out. Like I said, he's been really good. But uh, yeah, in terms of divisional play, uh, they, again, scorched earth in the North Division. Uh, They have seven points more than the Syracuse Crunch. uh, And the Belleville Senators, who are on a seven-game winning streak, are still nine points behind the Monsters. So they've built up a cushion here. And uh, they're just going with it. So, like I said, you love to see it. Really, really impressed with the Monsters this season. Super impressed to see uh, all of those guys named to the All-Star game. And uh, really excited about that. So uh, we'll go from there to more prospect talk, um, but not as fun. Uh, We'd have to talk about Jordan Dumais, who uh, it came out that he is having surgery, or he has just had surgery, will be out for at least six weeks. I suspect it'll be longer, but uh, I'll talk about that a little bit more in just a second. First, I need to tell you guys about Sleeper, because uh, we're at the halfway point of the season, and I think it's fair to say the Blue Jackets have underperformed. But regardless of where they are in the standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether guys like McDavid, Ovechkin, Crosby, McKinnon are going to record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in a given game. So, for example, if Sleeper thinks that Crosby is going to score 1.5 goals and you click the over and he scores two goals, you'll win. If you want to win 100 times your money, all you need to do is predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me right, Blue Jackets fans. 100 times your money for just getting eight questions right. So play Daily Fancy Hockey with Sleeper. Start paying attention. Nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL. You're going to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Term conditions apply. That's the code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, let's let's talk about Jordan Dumay uh, because it came out earlier yesterday. Um, let me just pull up the the exact tweet that that I saw. Um, but it's being said that he's having um, surgery to correct a abdominal injury. However, 
he is also having surgery on both of his hips. So sports hernia surgery and double hip surgery, um, which is not great. The The official line is that he's going to be out for six weeks. I think it's going to be more than that because you don't just get up and walk around after double hip surgery. Um, however, there are two things here. Um, one, well, three things, actually. First one is I'm pretty sure that this is lingering from training camp. Do you remember he missed a bunch of training camp? Uh, and then missed the start of the season in Halifax because he was injured, um, got back to the queue and immediately started lighting it on fire. Um, he's, I believe, leading the queue in scoring right now. Obviously, that will not continue. He's out. I wouldn't be shocked if he misses the rest of the season, frankly. Um, that's that's where I'm at with it. Um, hip surgery sucks. And depending on what the Blue Jackets want to do with him, depending on where Halifax is, having missed him for all this time, um, he was on pace for 108 points in 48 games. He had 47 points in the 21 games that he played. Um, so, you know, he, tearing it up, basically. Um, he, I believe, hit the 300. Yeah, he's at 325 points in 193 career games with the Q. So, like, that's a big loss for. Halifax. Um, in terms of the league scoring, I don't know if I can pull that up real quick. Um, he was third. Okay, so he was third on his own team in scoring. Uh, but the guys above him, Mathieu Catafort, uh, had 60 points in 39 games. Uh, Marcus Vitacek had 37 had 37 games, 56 points. Demay had 47 points in 21 games. So just absolutely bonkers numbers. The team is going to miss him, um, which kind of brings me to point two, which is he was doing this on two bad hips and apparently a sports hernia, which I think probably the sports hernia is a little bit more recent. Um, but I would imagine that the double hips have been bothering him for a while. So he's been doing that on bad hips, two bad legs, um, which is genuinely impressive. I know that playing in the queue is like playing on easy mode, but still you can't you can't look at these numbers and say okay you know it's, it's not like anyone can go to the queue and dominate it's less impressive than dominating in the other two leagues or even maybe dominating in the ushl arguably but you can't be like well it's the queue so it doesn't matter um my hair is doing something really stupid sorry about that um but this kind of brings me on to, to point three which is I think a lot of Blue Jackets fans were expecting this dominant performance for Team Canada at the World Juniors. And he was not that. Um, he had uh, he only had two points in the five games that they played, a goal and an assist. And I think I was a little bit surprised, not hugely surprised. So I talked to Hadi Kalakesh of Locked On NHL Prospects just before the tournament started about Demay, and he basically said that it's the idea that is um we'll see how he does playing in this league because obviously he he's dominated the queue. We we don't we know that he knows how to play in the queue. Can he dominate against his peers from other leagues? You know, guys like Macklin Celebrini, who's playing in college, uh, guys that are playing in the WHL, um, you know, can he keep up with those guys? Because clearly he's holding his own in the queue. Um, and the answer was, it didn't look like he had. However, 
looking at the fact that he's now getting three surgeries, I'm wondering how long have the hips been bothering him? My guess is the start of the season. How long has the hernia been bothering him? I believe he missed like an exhibition an exhibition game against uh, for the World Juniors before it started um, due to a, a lower body injury that I assumed was, again, the lingering one from, from training camp slash preseason, but maybe it's this new sports hernia. I don't know whether a hernia counts as lower body or upper body or mid body or whatever, but it's making sense as to why he looked ineffective at World Juniors. So I'm not like discouraged necessarily, but this is a, a big blow for him who, you know, he was planning on ending his major junior career with a bang, was probably going to sign his ELC at the end of the seat, or um, he's already signed his ELC, I believe. Um, yeah, he's, he, he signed his ELC. He's probably going to come to the um, come to the team at the end of the season, get a handful of games in Columbus, because what else have they got to play for, and then probably make a really strong case to be in the AHL next season. Um, that might not happen. Now, I wonder if he goes back to the queue for another year. He's technically overage. Um so that might not that might not be how this how this works. But my point the point I'm making here is that the he, his career path or like his development path has just taken a big hit, which is really disappointing because he's one of the guys that Blue Jackets fans are really, really excited about. I was really excited about Demay. Um, I was excited to see what he looked like at World Juniors, was disappointed. Um, and now I'm like, oh, okay, it makes sense. If he was playing on two bad legs and also part of his stomach was like sticking out, uh, because that's what a hernia is, uh, then okay, it, it makes a little bit of sense. So hopefully he's back soon. I don't think it's going to be six weeks, frankly. Um, I think it's going to be longer than that, but we'll, we'll see, hoping for the best. Uh, hoping to see him back on the ice soon. Um, and from that, we're going to go to maybe worse news. I don't know where this stands in, in terms of news. This is not prospect talk necessarily. This is goalie talk. Um, we finally, someone finally asked the coaching staff about Elvis Muslikens, uh yesterday. And uh, I'm going to talk about that because I think what they said is maybe not necessarily right, but is interesting to look at. So we're going to do that in just a second here on Locks on Blue Jackets. Welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets. Uh, we are talking about Elvis Muslikens, who has kind of been sir not appearing in this roster for two weeks now, I think. I don't remember the last time I saw him. Um, I don't think, I think he's played since the uh, infamous Washington game, which is something I want to I want to touch on in uh, in a minute, because I think that's not not the reason. Uh, so he's played in two games since then, has been not great in either of them, an 8.86 against New Jersey and an 8.57 against Toronto. Um, but I believe he left the Toronto game after one period and then just didn't didn't go back. So I don't know. Some, there's something, something going on. Uh, he, he got sick, I think, which has happened a lot this season, but... He's only played in two games. He hasn't dressed. He hasn't dressed. I don't think since December 29th. He might have like dressed as the backup for one of those games, but for the most part, it's been Daniil Tarasov has been running the show with Spencer Martin as backup. Spencer Martin getting in the occasional game, and no one's really said anything about it 
is the thing. Um, it's all just kind of been no one, no one's asked about it, no one's talking about it. Um, so, but I believe it was Brian Hedger that asked today. Uh, Pascal Vincent says Tarasov is getting starts over Merzlikins for evaluation and development purposes because they think he can be a number one. As for Elvis, he's not happy about not playing, understandably. He declined interview requests today. Vincent also said Muslikin's absence from the net isn't a form of punishment for him picking up the critical roughing penalty on Tom Wilson in overtime that led directly to that game being lost. Said they addressed it and have moved on from it, which is about what I expected him to say about that. But I would, I, you know, I don't know that I believe that necessarily. Uh, I don't think it's the whole story, but I do think that was probably, uh, but probably not, not a warning. Elvis, but I do think that has probably strained the relationship between Elvis and Vincent, especially Vincent, you know, calling Elvis out in the media after the game and saying, yeah, that lost us the game. Um, you know, you, we know what kind of player Tom Wilson is, and he played his game and beat you. So it's uh, it's it's frustrating, for sure. But I'm glad that we have an answer now. The problem is, do I believe this as an answer? Is they want to get Tarasov development. They want to get evaluation. If they do, they believe that he can be a true number one goalie. Um, I'm inclined to think that yes, he can if he can stay healthy. Um, I'm just going to pull up his stats for the um, for the season so far because he's had a handful of really good games, um, especially recently. Uh, he wasn't good against Winnipeg, but like no one was, so I'm not really inclined to to put that on him. Uh, Five goals on on twenty three shots. Um, before that, four goals on thirty six shots. Two goals on forty one shots. Three goals on forty two shots. So like he's been he's strung together a handful of of decent games. Winnipeg game not not accepting. Um, so I can see where they're coming from. They want to know what they have with Tarasov. The problem is, you have five million dollars over five million dollars. I think Elvis is making five point two five not even sitting on the bench in the press box, you know, like, and there was, there was some kind of, um, there was some kind of elaboration of that is if he knows that he might have to play, they can't work him as hard in practice. So like he's, he's apparently working hard because he knows he's not going to play so they can like push him basically. Um, but this whole thing, I don't know, the timing just seems really suspicious to me, especially because Elvis this season has been playing quite well, like more than quite well, I would argue. He's currently got a 907 save percentage, which when you consider last season, he had an 876. You know, that is that is miles better. Um, it's not quite as good as he was in, you know, his rookie season or the next season. But for Elvis, you know, for a guy that looks like he was coming back from something that has massively shaken his confidence and his mental health, like... To decide now that that this is when they want to decide that Daniil Tarasov is, is going to be the starter or not, I don't know. It just, the timing to me seems very suspicious, especially considering, you know, the Tom Wilson incident. Um, so I don't know what's going on. Is, is there a trade in the works? Uh, I think, you know, you've got to think that players places like Toronto are asking um, because Martin Jones is going to turn back into a pumpkin eventually. You've got to think that Edmonton is looking for a goalie. Um, you know, I hate the concept of him going to either of those teams. But if you can get, you know, a, a pick or a prospect or something out of that, then, you know, maybe you do that to get out from under that contract, especially if you think that Daniil Tarasov 
is the way forward. Um, Daniil Tarasov, in terms of his contract, I believe signed an extension this season. Um, he signed an extension last offseason, or like the offseason that's just gone. Uh, so he's under contract until 2025, where he's an RFA. Elvis is making $5.4 million for the next four seasons. So like, if you think you've got a replacement for Elvis, which they clearly do in Tarasov, and they're trying to figure that out, Spencer Martin has been unexpectedly good. Um, I think, you know, Jet Greaves is, is coming along. I know a lot of people are really excited about Sergey Ivanov over in the KHL right now. One of the best goalies on one of the worst KHL teams as a 19-year-old, as a 5'11", 19-year-old as well, which, you know, goalies are, you don't get 5'11 goalies very often. You know, I think it's literally just him and, and Saros. So if you get a UC Saros out of Ivanov, like, go, run. Um that being said, if you can get out of underneath Muslikin's contract and you think that you have something in one of the other goalies that you have, this probably Daniil Tarasov at this point, and you can get out of that contract without retain, like they might have to retain, um, but especially when you look at, you know, coming up, they've got to find money for Kent Johnson, Kirill Marchenko, Cole Sillinger, um, Igor Chinikov, and more, you know, um, do they resign Jake Bean? Do they give Emil Benstrom more money? Um, someone else's. Uh, Texier is up. Jack Rostovic, I expect to go with the trade deadline, but he's up. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of money to find somewhere, and I wonder if this is how they're going to do it. Um, do they move Muslikins and Peak and clear up a huge chunk of cash and just like cut their losses and go? I don't know, but. I have a feeling that Elvis is not long for Columbus. Um, the trade deadline is soon. I don't know when. Off the top of my head, let's ask Google. The 8th of March, so later than expected. They've got two months to figure it out. So I guess maybe that's what they're doing, is that they're, they're, they're giving the lead-up to the All-Star game and the trade deadline to see what they've got in Tarasov. And if they like what they have, then, that's, then maybe Elvis goes somewhere to a contender that needs... Better than average goaltending. Um, I don't know what league average goaltending is at the minute, but Elvis has been giving the Blue Jackets league average or slightly above. Um, so we'll see. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, probably what will happen is that there will be a trade as soon as I hit stop recording on this. So um, that's just the way that this is. They love to drop news on me either as I'm actively recording or as soon as I finish recording or when I'm asleep. So maybe it'll happen tonight. Um, Thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll do a, a special Saturday episode previewing the Seattle Kraken who come to town, I believe. Uh, it's it's a nationwide. That's, uh, that's a team that's figuring it out. And Blue Jackets are a team that need to stop free-falling. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. My, my hopes are not high, but we'll talk about that tomorrow. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the show at LO underscore Blue Jackets on Twitter. You can email us at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Uh, thank you for making this your first listen to the day. Uh, we we really appreciate it. The show keeps growing and growing and growing. 2024 is going to be a really big year for us. And uh, we're excited that you guys are coming along with us. So uh, if you haven't hit subscribe yet and you want to become an everydayer, then please feel free to do so. And when we hit... 700 subscribers maybe we'll do another ticket giveaway who knows um like i said tomorrow we'll talk about the south kraken coming to town 
And uh, maybe we'll have an update on Elvis as well. Who can say? But until then, make sure you stay locked on.